Welcome to Drift Off. I'm your host, Joanne, and you're listening to a bonus episode called A Christmas Dream by Louisa May Alcott. You can listen to the whole story and other episodes while enjoying ad-free listening by becoming a premium member at driftoff.supercast.com, or you can find the link in the show notes. That's driftoff.supercast.com. Tonight's storytelling is called A Christmas Dream by Louisa May Alcott. Like Scrooge, a young girl named Effie learns the true meaning of Christmas after being visited by a Christmas spirit in a dream. Alcott, however, gives this familiar Christmas story plot a bit of a twist at the end. And so I invite you now to settle in. And as you ease into a comfortable sleep position, this automatically sends a message, letting your body and mind know that it's safe to wind down and relax. And as your body and mind come to rest now, you can become aware of the sensation and the softness of your sheets and blankets and pillows. Letting this feeling of coziness surround you. Enveloping you in comfort. And in this quiet moment of restfulness. Letting go of thoughts and worries is easy and effortless. Allowing these words to wash over you and guiding you into a peaceful state that will help you drift off. And so as always, my friend, settling comfortably under the covers. Take a full, comfortable breath. And as you exhale, relax and let go. Allow any tension to just melt away. Letting your body sink deeper and deeper down into the softness of your bed. There is nothing else to do and nowhere else to be. So just lay back, relax, and enjoy the story. I'm so tired of Christmas, I wish there would never be another one, exclaimed an unhappy-looking little girl 
who sat watching her mother arrange a pile of gifts two days before they were to be given. Why, Effie, what a dreadful thing to say. You're as bad as old Scrooge. I'm afraid something will happen to you as it did to him if you don't care for dear Christmas, answered Mama, almost dropping the silver horn she was filling with delicious candies. Who's Scrooge? What happened to him? asked Effie, with a glimmer of interest in her listless face as she picked out the sourest lemon drop she could find, for nothing sweet suited her just then. He was one of Dickens' best people, and you can read the charming story someday. He hated Christmas until a strange dream showed him how dear and beautiful it was and made a better man of him. I shall read it, for I like dreams and have a great many curious ones myself, but they don't keep me from being tired of Christmas, said Effie. Why are you tired of what should be the happiest time of all the year? asked Mama anxiously. Perhaps I shouldn't be if I had something new, but it's always the same and there isn't any more surprise about it. I always find heaps of goodies in my stocking, don't like some of them, and soon get tired of those I do like. We always have a great dinner, and I eat too much, and feel ill next day. Then there's a Christmas tree somewhere, with a doll on top, or a stupid old Santa Claus, and children dancing and screaming over bonbons and toys that break. Really, Mama, I've had so many Christmases all alike that I don't think I can bear another one. And Effie laid herself flat on the sofa, as if the mere idea was too much for her. Her mother laughed at her despair, but was sorry to see her little girl so discontented when she had everything to make her happy and had known but ten Christmas days. Suppose we don't give you any presents at all. How would that suit you? asked Mama, anxious to please her spoiled child. I should like one large and splendid one, and one dear little one, to remember some very nice person by, said Effie, who was a fanciful little body, full of odd whims and notions, which her friends loved to gratify, regardless of time, trouble, or money, for she was the last of three little girls, and very dear to all the family. Well, my darling, I will see what I can do to please you, and not say a word until all is ready. If I could only get an idea to start with. And Mama went on tying up her pretty bundles with a thoughtful face, while Effie strolled to the window to watch the rain that kept her indoors and made her dismal. Seems to me poor children have better times than rich ones. I can't go out, and there's a girl about my age splashing along, without any maid to fuss about rubbers and cloaks and umbrellas and colds. I wish I was a beggar girl. Would you like to be hungry, cold and ragged, to beg all day, and sleep on an ash heap at night? asked Mama, wondering what would come next. Cinderella did, and had a nice time in the end. The girl out there has a basket of scraps on her arm, 
and a big old shawl around her, and doesn't seem to care a bit, though the water runs out of the toes of her boots. She goes paddling along, laughing at the rain, and eating a cold potato, as if it tasted nicer than the chicken and ice cream I had for dinner. Yes, I do think poor children are happier than rich ones. So do I sometimes. At the orphan asylum today, I saw two dozen merry little souls who have no parents, no home, and no hope of Christmas beyond a stick of candy or a cake. I wish you had been there to see how happy they were playing with the old toys some richer children had sent them. You may give them all mine. I'm so tired of them I never want to see them again, said Effie, turning from the window to the pretty baby house full of everything a child's heart could desire. I will, and let you begin again with something you will not tire of, if I can only find it and Mama knit her brows trying to discover some grand surprise for this child who didn't care for Christmas. Nothing more was said then, and wandering off to the library, Effie found a Christmas carol, and curling herself up in the sofa corner, read it all before tea. Some of it she did not understand, but she laughed and cried over many parts of the charming story, and felt better without knowing why. All the evening, she thought of poor tiny Tim, Mrs. Cratchit with the pudding, and the stout old gentleman who danced so happily that his legs twinkled in the air. Presently, bedtime arrived. Come now and toast your feet, said Effie's nurse, while I do your pretty hair and tell you stories. I'll have a fairy tale tonight, a very interesting one, commanded Effie, as she put on her blue silk wrapper and little fur-lined slippers to sit before the fire and have her long curls brushed.